Greetings, welcome, bienvenidos, hola, aloha, nihao, namaste, konnichiwa, bonjour, bonjourno, saudi corrupt, guten tak, ciao, we viva, cat bang, half a day, jai janendra, salam, shalom, peace, now, go vegan, peace, how, go vegan, from the new right left coast of the genetically mutated McNugget pharmaceutical Vivisection prison, Killitary industrial court, port nation in the cheese-covered, post-constitutional, bankster, bankrupt, corruptocracy, mocracy, criminocracy, unchallenged by media, mediocrity, foodborne in the NSA, NRA, uh, CIA, USA, wherever we are, home of Uncle Sam Manella, where they sure do eat a lot of dead animal body parts, and the Wall Street-backed corporate diet of death, disease, and destruction is shoved down your throat. This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. And, uh, well, you've come to the place uh, that's, uh, this is the, you know, the, the not the anything-for-a-buck animal rights movement place right here. Uh, if anything... Uh, you've come to the place that is uh, anything to avoid a buck, it seems, to tell you the truth. Uh, vegan vegan activism, um, because we will not compromise. Well, you, you can't get as much money from broccoli as you can from the meat, dairy, and egg industries disguising themselves as an animal rights movement. And uh, every year around this time, the animal rights movement... Uh, makes me sick usually figurative figuratively not literally you know not literally physically ill but uh i don't know this year right now let's say ah, i have my first cold right now i think in about uh is it two three years uh i don't know time time flies I just noticed on Facebook this week, you know, they have the Facebook. And by the way, this will be a totally unprofessional program. I'll probably be coughing and blowing my nose throughout. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think I've had a cold in two or three years. I I see now why I, I avoid them. They're just, ugh, just such a pain. Um, and time does fly, doesn't it? I, on Facebook, I, I saw... Uh, you know how they show your your memories, the photos of your memories, and it's like, look, Bob, seven years ago, Planet Fest. Is it really seven years ago that I organized a vegan event in Orange County called Planet Fest with John Sally and Dave Warwick and uh, uh, Lori uh, Bowston? Lori, she was still with Farm Sanctuary then. That that was when she was Bowston and not uh, Houston. I think she's back to Houston. And I think that's when Farm Sanctuary was still a respectable organization. But, 
Not anymore, as we will uh, see on this week's program. And I apologize for for my cold here. Um, but you know, the Animal Rights Conference is making me sick again this year. I mean, it is uh, particularly sickening. And, uh, you know, if it, uh, if it wins its way in the uh, marketplace of ideas, then the public will be uh, pretty well sickened too. Uh, the animal rights movement is so expert at, uh, at selling out at this point that it's, uh, not leaving, a, not leaving a lot of ideas open for me to sell out when I finally want to get around to making a buck when I finally want to say like, uh, you know, Hey, I'm, you know, the, the buck stops here and, uh, you know, for a change, like, because I do my best to avoid a buck. Um, although for a mere buck, you can subscribe uh, at uh, Patreon uh, for a dollar a month. Of course, I would need uh, three million uh, Patreon subscribers to equal what these animal rights organizations are getting. Pretty amazing. So uh, I'm... Uh, Still, I guess I still have to just hold out for the right price, but uh, you know, when the time comes, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, this year, the animal rights movement, uh, you know, has on display uh, at its uh, warped so called uh, animal rights conference. It's come up with some doozies, some, some real creativity in selling out animals. And it's really going to make it hard for me in the future. I'll jump on the bandwagon soon. Um, speakers at this year's animal rights conference who can deliver, you know, with a straight face, you know, that the best way to save animals is to eat animals. And, uh, therefore the best way to help animals is to kill animals. Uh, you know, brilliant strategy. Why didn't I think of that? Huh? Oh, because I'm not one of them, I guess. I'm I'm a vegan activist. Ah, okay. Now I remember. You know, my mind's not all here right now. This cold and everything. So, okay. So, the uh, veteran sellouts will return to the Animal Rights Conference, so-called Animal Rights Conference, or ARCON, uh, organized by FARM, uh, the Harm Farm, the Funny Farm, uh, Farm and Alex Hershaft, uh, the meat, dairy, and egg industry innovators extraordinaire. Um, so the veterans will return, you know, their pockets stuffed with cash, millions and millions of dollars. And, and congratulations, really. I mean, amazing. Uh, congratulations to the Humane Society of the United States and Mercy for Animals and the Humane League, each pocketing $3 million or more in bribocratic contributions from the Open Philanthropy Project and it's uh, Lewis Bollard. Lewis Bollard and the Open Philanthropy Project. No wonder they call it Open Phil. It's so hard to say Open Philanthropy Project. They call it Open Phil. Uh, the Open Phil Project, uh, really, uh, Lewis Bollard and Open Phil are the worst thing to uh, to happen to animals uh, since the invention of the knife, basically. I mean, if, uh, uh, if you betray animals in a really big way, you get rewarded in a really big way. 
and uh and you know in in their rookie years at this you know these veterans now of uh, animal exploitation um who abandoned their morality and moral positions against uh well started off pretty much with uh what are called modified battery cages uh they were all opposed to them they were all saying you know unacceptable for the well-being of animals their physiology their psychology and then they all joined in a partnership with uh, the egg industry with united egg producers to campaign for these horrific battery cages and uh, uh, sold them to us in in very deceptive ways they were saying uh what was it was uh they were saying ban barren uh battery cages you know so we thought all right we're against banning battery cages sure we're with you but but the secret word was barren <laughs> is uh it wasn't ban barren battery cages it was in the, ban the barrenness of them uh because we'll we'll shove a stick in there and uh call it a perch and throw in some wood shavings or some sand and call it a bath and uh We've banned barren battery cages. We haven't banned battery cages. Hey. Um, but the, the stick and the sand and the wood shavings are enrichments. So they were also called enriched battery cages. Or they were also furnishings. I mean, now you have, you know, a perch is basically a couch, right, to a hen. So um, so they were furnished battery cages. All sorts of wonderful names for these furnished, modified uh battery cages so uh with these groups showing a willingness a willingness like that to uh, betray animals you know that that has its rewards you know i mean uh, and those rewards are turning into millions and millions of dollars to betray animals by supporting now so-called cage-free eggs and again animal advocates are uh, being brainwashed they're they're believing uh believing that this is some sort of campaign on behalf of animals um yeah it's another milestone in animal betrayal cage-free eggs where every single male chick is uh immediately ground alive thrown into the macerator and macerated just after birth the females have uh you know a, a good part of their uh faces cut off you know a part that they really need and want that you know i mean but you know they're all they're all kept in such uh maddening conditions that they uh could use their beaks as as weapons you know against the other hen prisoners so uh so who cares if they can't eat or drink or forage and you know let's just painfully sear off their beaks and then let's throw them in a shed uh, with tens of thousands of other birds, uh, which could just as easily be called a super cage. But, you know, for the sake of marketing and uh, fooling the public and fooling animal advocates, people who really do want to help animals, let's not call it a super cage. Let's just uh, call it cage free. Huh? And then after every single mutilated, confined, imprisoned hen doesn't uh, fill her quota of dumping her embryonic discharge from her 
urine and poop shoot cloaca uh, when they don't meet their quotas anymore, uh, then every single one of those uh, birds is murdered. And Oh, that sounds too harsh, doesn't it? He's saying that they're murdered. Okay, let's call it uh, every single bird becomes uh, life-free, okay? So just like cage-free, I, I think, yeah. Hey, you know, maybe I'm, I'm creating the next campaign right here. Maybe, maybe just by that suggestion, I'll be invited to speak at the next animal rights conference, right? Uh, let's not call it murder of, of every single bird. Let's call it life-free, so uh, about cage-free eggs, Mercy for Animals used to say, don't believe the egg industry hype. Now, uh, it is the egg industry hype. Now, the egg industry hype is uh, the, the hype of the Animal Rights Conference. And uh, if in the past, as Mercy for Animals said, uh, before, before it took millions of dollars to see things differently, um, you know, change its mind. Yep. Don't believe the egg industry hype, except when it comes from the animal rights industry. Then uh, not only uh, should you uh, believe it, you should campaign for it. So there's that. Am I going to reach for a tissue here now? Uh, let's see. Ah, this this will. This will be a show to gross you out. Hang on a second. Hang on. How come I don't have a cutoff switch on the microphone? Okay. Sorry. Very, very bad at having colds. Very badly behaved cold haver. <sighs> so, um, really, the animal rights industry, what a joke, right? Unfortunately, the joke is on the animals. And um, how about this joker from Farm Sanctuary, Meat Ball? I mean, Matt Ball. Well, you know, or or Matt Eat Meat Ball. I mean, here comes the rookie. Here comes the rookie. He's he's looking to make it big. I can see on behalf of uh, Farm Sanctuary with a a new animal rights campaign. Um. And it fits right in, you know, it fits right in with the let's eat animals to save animals, let's kill animals to help animals. Um, it seems lately more, you know, the more ridiculous the proposition, the more it'll probably take hold. Uh, Matt Ball with his video uh, getting over 700,000 views on YouTube. Fortunately, some people see through it. There are over 18,000 thumbs down on uh matt ball on uh his video oh maybe maybe we should uh maybe we should give a listen to uh this this wild video here uh let's see let me see if i can start it and stop it too or maybe we'll see well here here's uh matt ball a farm sanctuary one of the speakers at the upcoming so-called Animal Rights Conference. Everyone has met a vegan who has been rude to them or who has been... 
Well, that's a, that's a nice that's that's a great uh, a great uh, pro vegan uh, start right there from this. You know, the animal rights conference is so anti-vegan, so so vegan mocking. And Matt Ball puts out a video, seven hundred thousand people watching it. Hey, everybody's met a rude vegan. That's that beautiful. That's such a good pro-vegan statement to start, right? Okay, Matt Ball. You know, outrageous or just angry or yelling at them. This milk was stolen from mothers. Mothers whose freedoms were taken from them. So it's not Oh, and how ironic that uh, Matt Ball uses video from a demonstration from Direct Action Everywhere, which has never used the word vegan in its life. It doesn't promote vegan, but, uh, you know, at least for Matt Meatball's purpose, Matt Ball's purpose here, uh, the protest is uh, people speaking out, which they, I'm all for freedom of speech, but uh, okay, so... uh, there's a there's an action by direct action everywhere. Never promotes veganism. Never says go vegan. Its founder Wayne Shun, who is speaking at the upcoming animal rights conference, uh, wrote uh, wrote a piece called "Boycott Veganism." Okay, let's continue. Meatball, Matball. Not surprising that someone like Anthony Bourdain will call vegans. Hezbollah. Vegans or vegans or whatever they call themselves. They're the Hezbollah of. uh, They share a lot of similarities with dangerous fundamentalist groups. We just have this. Is that not amazing? So, uh, Matt Ball coming to the Animal Rights Conference uh, says vegans are rude and they're basically Hezbollah. But, but, and, and, uh, you know, we're being called Hezbollah dangerous fundamentalist by a guy with a, a knife in his hand. But the guy with the knife in his hand said something about uh, vegans or vegans, right? So maybe this isn't really about vegans at all. Maybe everybody's confused. Maybe Matt Ball doesn't even know what this guy is discussing. If uh, the guy's not talking about vegans, he's talking about vegans and vegans, Matt Ball. So why are you using him to make the point that uh, that vegans are dangerous fundamental uh, terrorists. And, and of course, we are dangerous, but only to the profits of meat profiteers. And it's looking more and more like Matt Ball, Farm Sanctuary, all these groups are associated with the meat profiteers. So I can see how we uh, might be looking at uh, vegans or vegans or vegans as dangerous fundamentalists reputation rightly so because of you know how many of us act rightly so so rightly so so he says it's not surprising that somebody would call the vegans or vegans or vegans um hezbollah dangerous fundamentalists um it's not surprising and rightly so Whew. i can't wait to see this guy at the animal rights conference he's just so pro-vegan he's just so great for the animals of just being just absolute fanatics. Fanatics. We're not fanatics. I mean, we're we're just right. <laughs> you know, we're just uh, endorsing what's right. And uh, well, maybe we're a little emotional about uh, life and death issues, about uh, the most oppressed among us uh, being uh, tortured and murdered. Um, oh, why be a fanatic about that? Who cares? Just you know. Continue, Meatball, Matball. Basically, no one eats meat because they want animals to suffer. 
No one goes to the grocery store and says, yeah, I love what Tyson does to this chicken. That's what I'm gonna support. Chickens were punched, kicked, swung, and thrown by their fragile wings. People eat meat because everyone around them eats meat. It's what they're used to. It's what's familiar. It's what's easy and cheap. KFC, we're making value simple. For a limited time, get a 10-piece bucket for only $12.99. What some friends and I decided is we should take a different approach. Rather than just pushing veganism, we should take the opportunity that people have to take one step that will have a profound impact on the number of animals suffering. And that is to have them not eat chickens anymore. No matter what they eat instead, if they cut out eating chickens, they will remove the vast majority of their support for factory farms. The average American... And it's uh, not, uh, you know, no matter what they eat instead, but really it should be no matter whom they eat instead. So basically, uh, meatball or a matball or, or uh, eat meat or mat eat meatball, I guess... Uh, is saying that, uh, you know what he's saying. He's saying, uh, take one step, eat cows and pigs and goats and rabbits and anybody else, whatever you do, don't, don't eat chickens. American diet causes about 25 land animals to be factory farmed and slaughtered every year. If people just stopped eating chickens, they will spare 23 of those animals. This is because it takes over 200 chickens to provide the same number of meals as one steer, or over 40 chickens to provide the same number of meals as one pig. There have been a number of studies, the most recent by Faunalytics, that shows over 80% of people who go There's vegetarian go back to eating animals. And almost half of the people surveyed on this say that they go back because they can't stand the pressure to maintain a pure diet. And, so and again, we come back to, to purity. It's always like we're always being accused. Oh, you're being so pure. Be pragmatic. Don't be pure. You know, be, be pragmatic. Eat, eat a cow. Eat a pig. That's pragmatic. Don't, don't be pure. Just eat it. You know, just don't eat chickens. When we're pushing people to eat the way we eat. Um, I was thinking of going vegan. <laughs> I'm a level five vegan. I won't eat anything that casts a shadow. Wow. We are driving people away. We are driving people back to eating meat. Around 2% of people are true vegetarians, and about a half a percent of I don't people believe in the United figures. States are vegan. I don't believe what you're saying, now, meatball, this is meatball. after decades of advocacy. Peter Singer's book, Animal Liberation, came out in the 1970s. Okay, Peter Singer's book came out in the 1970s. Peter Singer is not vegan. And I don't uh, recall uh, really the, him mentioning anything about the cause for going vegan. Peter Singer is not vegan. PETA came around in 1980. So groups and... And PETA has been, you know, I mean, PETA speaks out of both sides of its mouth. It talks about uh, humane slaughter. It has supported Bell and Evans uh, Chicken Processing corporation it um, has uh, promoted it, it's given awards to temple grandin <sighs> advocates have been at this for decades and yet the percentage of people in the united states and that's a lie too there there have been there hasn't been a vegan movement ever there has not been a vegan movement welcome to go vegan radio with bob linden here's here's your vegan movement i, I don't know you know what can i tell you you know i mean 
there hasn't been a vegan movement. We it's been vegans out there, you know, in in, in involved in various causes. You know, vegans were out there protesting against the circus. And by the way, maybe I maybe maybe I can I, I can speak at uh, the animal rights conference next year, uh, trying to bring back uh, Ringling Brothers. Uh, because after all, if we're looking at reducitarianism, uh, who hurts and kills, um, you know, more, uh, Ringling Brothers certainly hurts and kills fewer animals than the meat industry. So, uh, all right, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Maybe, maybe next year, Alex Hershaft will let me speak on bringing back Ringling Brothers Circus as a uh, reducitarian campaign. Reducitarian huh? has basically not changed at all. So it really is time for us to reconsider our message, reconsider. Well, but that's so wrong. Things haven't changed at all. The vegan food business is booming. There are investments in vegan companies, even, you know, from, from those, you know, who, who profit mightily from animal exploitation. So, I mean, that's, that's where, that's where the food business is. That's where the future is. I mean, even Bill Gates says so. Ah, Matt Ball. ...our advocacy and do something that has a chance of being different, that has a chance of breaking through to the general public. Because we know, just by looking at the graphs, just by looking at the numbers, that we have been failures at this so far. No, no, you've been a failure. You've been the failure. Um, because you've never promoted veganism. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um... Who has promoted veganism? I mean, look look at the people he points to as the as the rude, the rude, dangerous vegans. They're they're the direct action everywhere that doesn't promote veganism at all. So who has promoted veganism? I had the World Vegan Summit and Expo. If I had the money, I'd, I'd keep doing it. But you know, all the money's going to uh, animal exploitation in the name of animal rights. It's pretty amazing, huh? So, so I guess uh, so. Here's here's the rookie with his new concept, uh, and uh, you know, over seven hundred thousand views on YouTube. The new animal rights concept that size matters, uh, apparently, because it takes more chickens to produce the same amount of uh, meat as you know, or the so many more chickens to produce a meal uh, from a cow or a pig. I don't know. This is such an absurd message. It's, it's really, it's unbelievable actually that it would come from farm sanctuary. And uh, now my concern is apparently we, I think we have to rescue the pigs and cows and goats from farm sanctuary. They, they could be in danger. Huh? This uh, don't eat chickens uh but eat cows and pigs and you know but you know something matt ball maybe you've given me an idea and maybe maybe i can um come up with a uh a scampaign just as ridiculous as yours and maybe i will be allowed to uh present it at next year's animal rights conference you know in a sense i think i think i would be afraid to speak at the so-called AR conference, or even attend it. I, I, I feel, somehow I feel like the, uh, the Potomac River may like just rise up in a tsunami to, to, to wash out 
just wash away like the most evil people on the planet. And a lot of the really good ones too, but you know, you, you, you got to take the good with the bad there. I mean, who really is more evil than somebody would who would betray the most oppressed among us, the you know, those with no voice. The, I mean, it's just it's horrific. So, uh and I suppose that even if the Potomac River doesn't want to rise in a tsunami, the uh, climate change global warming waters will um and they will raise they'll rise much more quickly if we listen to uh meatball if we eat meatballs if we eat you know cows uh you know the methane from cows is methane is like uh in in some uh equations a hundred times worse than carbon in the greenhouse gas equation and uh so I don't know. I, I'm 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 not really getting it. But um but I, I suppose again a lot of people will get donations and, and uh members and all, so maybe I should want to speak at the animal rights conference, even though <laughs> some years ago I did I did speak there. Unfortunately I brought up the subject of uh hey, how how come all these groups around me are, are switching to the to supporting furnished battery cages they all they all were against it and alex hershaft immediately ran to the microphone and said this talk is officially condemned so i don't know if i'll if i'll be invited well i won't be invited back unless i come up with something that really fits their uh you know you know it's you know just the right scampaign would do it so um my, I, I suppose my one, one of my campaigns could be, um, you know, something: eat chickens to save lives. Um, you know, a lot of people are looking in the future to people eating insects. Insects are supposed to be one of the great sources of protein in the future. So, um, do you know how many insects it would take? Um, to to be equal to one serving of chicken. And, uh, you know, so, I don't know, eat, eat one chicken breast and, you know, you'll, you'll be saving at least 100,000 ants, wouldn't you? So, yeah, let's, let's eat animals to save animals. Let's kill animals to help animals. 100,000 ants. Now, now, that's a saving right there. Or how about shrimp? You know, there are 100 billion shrimp farmed every year. 100 billion. Don't you want to save 100 billion lives? Eat a chicken breast. Eat a chicken leg. You'll be, you'll be saving. You know, just don't eat shrimp. Just don't eat ants. Um, order a bucket of chicken. Do your part to save 100 billion shrimp. Okay? Do your part. It's... Uh, you know, I mean, it seems so absurd, but I hate to say it. I could actually be there next year presenting this campaign. <laughs> I don't know. So um, what else did I want to talk about here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sent out a, a promo about this. So I suppose I'm supposed to. Uh, I sent out a, a promo saying, listen live Monday, 5 p.m. at goveganradio.com. Um, 
and the promo said, what the F-O-K? What the F-O-K? Referring to forks over knives. Huh? So now we come to forks over knives or uh, F-O-K. Fock. Now, please, 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 please. This is a family show. Do not mishear me. I am saying fock. That's F-O-K for forks over knives. Okay? So don't. Okay? This is, this is a clean show. Got to keep it clean here. Okay? And actually, I almost had a wonderful dietitian come on uh, this week's program. But I, I don't know. Dietitians may be uh, boycotting this program. Um, because so many of them have, have gone to school really at Forks Over Knives University, basically. They, they, they study the program with Forks Over, over Knives. So a lot, of, a lot of the dietitians are graduates of uh, Forks Over Knives University or uh, FOC U, um, as, as it's known in the uh, food world. So, all right, again, don't go mishearing what I'm saying. Don't, don't make up things in your head, okay? So, forks over knives in a big rever reversal. It's really, I find it shocking uh, that it's now really uh, knives for the animals and then fork them, you know? Knives for the animals and then fork them. Um, we thought it, it was all about forks over knives. But no, now it's uh, knives for the animals and fork them. And uh, I mean, if, if you see Cateman, if you see Cateman, uh, Brian Cateman, uh, on uh, the Forks Over Knives website, it's it's no mistake. Uh, Forks Over Knives now supports reducitarianism. Forks Over Knives supports the guy whose main message is uh, order smaller steaks. You can order smaller steaks to change the world. That's the message. Now, it seems to me that over the years, Forks Over Knives has avoided the word vegan because it was afraid that it wouldn't be considered a healthy choice. Um, you know, vegans, oh, you know, vegans, those vegans, they, they can eat potato chips, they, they can eat cookies. We don't want to be confused with vegans. You know, so so we'll call it whole foods, plant based. So to make sure, you know, nobody knows exactly what it means, <laughs> really. Whole foods, plant based. Um, do you have to go to Whole Foods and buy a plant? Um, go to Whole Foods, buy a philodendron, and then baste it. Okay. So here on the Forks Over Knives website is one Brian. Caveman Cateman, 
Brian Kateman is, it says Brian Kateman is co-founder and president of the Reducitarian Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to reducing meat consumption in order to create a healthy, sustainable, and compassionate world. However, any consumption of meat uh, works exactly to the opposite of creating a healthy, sustainable, and compassionate world. No meat, <laughs> no no meat, dairy, fish, or eggs, uh, uh, you know, accomplishes that. That, that, that. I mean, what absurdity. And by the way, I mean, T. Colin Campbell, who's been associated with Forks Over Knives, has been a, a, a guest numerous times on this here radio program. If you go to the archives and search for T. Colin Campbell, you'll see many interviews with him, including... Oh, when I when I was when this program was on the Air America Radio Network, and he said on this program that animal protein um, causes at least eighty to ninety percent of fatal degenerative 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 disease, and and not much of it, meaning not much animal protein. So now we are directing people to to eat what not much animal protein or. You know, what does reducitarian mean if, you know, I mean, a 32-ounce steak or you reduce it to a 30-ounce steak? So basically, Forks Over Knives is saying, you know something, maybe knives aren't that so bad. Maybe, maybe surgery for heart disease, maybe surgery for cancer isn't that bad. And so let's create a healthy, sustainable, and compassionate world by eating animals. Um, I'm afraid there's no compassion in eating animals. Now, Brian Kateman, and it says here right on the FOC website, uh, Brian Kateman, a TEDx speaker. So he he's a he's 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 a TED speaker, and if you watch his TED talk, he confesses that he uh, he wanted to be a vegetarian, but he just couldn't resist bacon. So there he would go out with his parents, and he said. There I am, you know, I'm, I'm a Jewish vegetarian eating bacon and eggs. So basically he's a cheater. So, um, you know, fuck the cheater um, is on the website here. Um, he's a failure. He's a failure because he wanted to be a vegetarian. And also, if you look at his TED Talk, he is glorifying bacon. I mean, it's just like, ah, oh, that bacon, it's just so delicious, crispy, tasting, you know? So, and, and that's exactly what we want from an animal rights advocate who will be speaking at the upcoming so-called animal rights conference. Yes, Brian Kateman, the bacon-loving, uh, vegan-mocking uh, fuck spokesperson will be at the uh, Animal Rights Conference. And it goes on in the uh, on this uh, Forks Over Knives uh, website to talk, o- talk about all his wonderful accomplishments. Uh, it really should, sh- should say that he's, you know, a failure. He, he, couldn't, uh, he couldn't live up to any of the ideals of uh, vegetarianism. And what does that even mean? Was he, was he a, a dairy and egg-eating vegetarian? Oh, that's... Like, that's something. That's nothing. That's nothing. And in his TED Talk, he mocks vegans. He says, they're hippies. 
Well, you can't have it both ways, animal rights movement. Either vegans are hippies or they're Hezbollah. They're, they're dangerous Hezbollah. Which, which is it, animal rights movement? Which is it? Alex Hershaft, forks over knives. So um, I guess I can X out of this page here now on the computer and see if I can find what else I wanted to say about this. Um, oh, and by the way, I did invite the, let me see here, I'm not finding it yet. Ah, uh, here it is. Okay. Um, I did invite the founder and president of Forks Over Knives to come on this program to to talk about this, you know, because it's like, hey, you know, we couldn't use the word vegan because people might eat cookies and potato chips, but uh, bacon, hey, no problem. I wonder how, you know, T. Colin Campbell feels about this. I wonder how Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn feels about this. I mean, Dr. Esselstyn was very much not in favor of cheating. And, uh, but apparently Brian Wendell, founder and president of FOC, is. Um, so I, I invited him to uh, come on this program that, you know, no response, no response from uh, Mr. Wendell. But I did have a bit of an email exchange with Forks Over Knives. Excuse me. Ah, okay. So here on May 29th, I, I was real. Okay, so on May 29th, I sent this to Forks Over Knives. Hi, uh, Bob Linden here, host of Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, upon which Professor Campbell and Dr. Esselstyn have been interviewed. Uh, I am shocked and appalled to see that you are giving a platform to Brian Cateman, whom I quote, you can change the world by ordering a smaller steak, end quote. What's up with you? Very disappointing. Signed, Bob. Okay, I got a letter back. Dear Bob, thank you for contacting Forks Over Knives. We highly value all feedback and comments from our supporters. Well, what about me, though? I, okay, sorry. We highly value all feedback and comments from our supporters. We understand you disagree with Brian Cateman's reducitarian solution and respect that. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on this article. Uh, we wish you all the best on Go Vegan Radio. <laughs> There's a response for you, huh? Um, and that is from um, Manon Yona. Manon Yona. Uh, that's M-A-N-O-N, first name, last name, Y-O-N-A, project coordinator. Office phone number 310 399 6688. 310 399 6688. And that's uh, forksovernives.com or info at forksovernives.com. Well, that, that, that was quite the thoughtful response. Uh, okay. We understand you disagree. 
We respect that. Have a nice day. So I don't know. That didn't feel like enough to me. I thought I would write her back and saying, uh, hi, Manon. Thanks for contacting me. Does FOK agree with Mr. Cateman's statement that you can change the world by ordering a smaller steak? Will you continue to offer him a platform for his pro-meat-eating position? And I got a response. Dear Bob, thank you for your response. At Forks Over Knives, we strongly believe supporting people on their transition to a whole food, plant-based diet. Um, Please check out our website for delicious WFPB and oil-free recipes. Was I contacting them for oil-free recipes? I don't think so. So I just wrote back one more time. Um, Dear uh, Manon, Mr. Cateman's statements about the benefits to the environment and happiness of animals are extraordinarily misleading, and I am surprised that you would associate with them. Also, there is no transition suggested in Mr. Cateman's campaign, but merely rationalizations and excuses to do the wrong thing, which he admitted he was doing when eating bacon and eggs as a, uh, quote, uh, vegetarian. This is somewhat beneath you. And then I called uh, Manon, Manon Yona at 310-399-6688 and uh, asked again for uh, Mr. Wendell to come on this program or actually anybody from Forks Over Knives because it's, it's truly incredible um, because now Forks Over Knives is kind of reducitarian in the sense of like it wants to reducitarian your, uh, your lifespan. Uh, Dr. Campbell did say, Dr. Campbell did say that uh, animal protein and not much of it. So, uh, so now Forks Over Knives is recommending animal protein, totally unnecessarily. I mean, I, I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it at all. So, anyway, a number of people have been responding to. Uh, to the nonsense going on all over the place. Uh, well, that's that, that's that's uh, that's it for for the uh, that's it for the forks over knives uh, segment of today's program. And uh, so, again, what 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 does this say um, when you go to the animal rights conference? I mean, what what kind of menu is appropriate at this uh, so-called animal rights conference now? Well. Theoretically, uh, the menu uh, would satisfy the, uh, you know, the, the morals and the, the, you know, the desires of this animal rights movement. If you were to have breakfast and uh, have, uh, you could have uh, cage-free eggs, you know, you could have uh, scrambled cage-free eggs and uh, crate-free bacon, so so that Mr. Cateman has something to eat when he's there. You know, so that, that, that would be suitable. Uh, cage-free eggs, crate-free bre- bacon, um, you know, lunch. You could have 
lab meat animal burger, you know, which also oppresses animals, but is being sold to us as, uh, you know, the, the meat of the future. And again, uh, the Good Food Institute and uh, Bruce Friedrich will be, uh, you know, the Good Food Institute will be speaking at the so-called Animal Rights Conference. Um, the Good Food Institute is uh, pushing this lab meat. So apparently, you know, the meat is good food. Meat is good food to the animal rights uh, movement. And uh, it also got a nice donation from Open Phil. Open Phil. Here we are, vegans deciding what meat, e what meat eaters will eat in the future. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, that, go into Wendy's or McDonald's and see how many people are saying, you know, I, I really I can't wait for the day when, when we have lab meat, when, when we have uh, meat taken from, uh, you, know, that, that's this take, you know, these cells are taken from donor animals. And don't think it's cruelty-free. Again, this is another form of animal abuse. This is another... Meat industry innovation, lab meat, donor animals. You have to take cells from the donor animals, and you'll have to keep taking cells from the donor animals. I'm sure they're thrilled about it. They're, you know, as, as thrilled as they are about as 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 being debeaked. So you take the cells from the donor animals, and you know there'll have to be all sorts of donor animals on the farm because people want dark meat, white meat, you know, all sorts of meat. Um, and then then these cells have to be fed. A solution of a bovine a bovine fetal solution. Uh, these cells have to be fed the blood from unborn baby cows. <laughs> Where's the market for this? Huh? Uh, this is so insane that people would get behind stuff like this instead of helping people go vegan. I mean. Whew. I think the Potomac River will rise in a tsunami. <laughs> I, I don't see how it could be otherwise. I mean, the insanity of this. So there's no market for lab meat. It's not practical for it to make it to the market for probably 30 years. But animal rights activists are making it one of their campaigns. Going back to our good friend Matt Eat Meat Ball. I see that Gary Francione posted something about this too. A number of people have posted because it's just like, it's just one of those things that just makes no sense. Gary will be us, be with us, uh, oh, in a little over a half hour from now live. But why don't we listen to what Gary has uh, said about this, uh, Matt Ball, and the, you know, to refresh your memory, um, don't eat chickens. Eat cows, pigs, goats, eat anyone else. Um, eat shrimp. Eat insects. Don't eat chickens. Professor Francione. Walking down the street with someone. And you encounter oh. two houses. This didn't... One oh. house has two people in it. And one house has ten people in it. A person that you're walking with hands you a hand grenade and says, you have three choices. You can not throw the hand grenade at all and not kill anyone, or you can throw the hand grenade at the house that's got two people, or you can throw the hand grenade at the house that's got 10 people. And if you throw the hand grenade at the house that's got two people, we're going to praise you 
as being a human <laughs> rights advocate who is saving human lives. Now, think about that hypothetical for a second, and I think you, you'd conclude that if that sort of thing happened, uh, it would be most peculiar, and it would be really strange to say that if you throw the hand grenade at the house that's got two people, that you're a human rights advocate and that you're saving human lives because you don't throw the hand grenade at the house that's got ten people in it, when, of course, you had the choice not to throw the hand grenade at all. How odd. That's exactly, by the way, what some folks in the so-called animal movement are promoting. I recently saw a short video uh, uh, done by the outreach director of Farm Sanctuary. And he's actually promoting the idea that you can save animal lives. You can be a good animal person by eating beef instead of chicken because you'll kill fewer animals if you eat cows because they're bigger and they'll feed more people. So the analogy is exact. You don't have to kill any animals. You can be vegan. But if you choose to kill fewer animals rather than more, we're going to praise you as saving animal lives. You can be an animal advocate without being a vegan. This is the position that is being promoted by the outreach director of Farm Sanctuary. Now, his argument for why we should do this is he says, well, the vegan movement has failed. You know, we've been, he, he claims that for decades we've been promoting veganism and it hasn't gotten us anywhere. I have news for him. There's never been a vegan movement. There has never been a movement that has promoted veganism as a moral baseline. Ever. Certainly not in recent times, and certainly not amongst the large groups in the United States, Europe, South America, and other places. It hasn't happened. These organizations all promote veganism to the extent that they do at all. They promote it as a way of reducing suffering, along with cage-free eggs and crate-free pork, and reducitarianism and meat-free Monday. It's never presented as a moral baseline. So here we have the outreach director of Farm Sanctuary trashing veganism as a moral baseline, saying that we should be promoting eating cows instead of chickens, and that we ought to do it because there's never been a vegan movement. What confused thinking, what species is thinking? These large organizations do nothing but promote animal exploitation and promote happy exploitation. It's just terrible. And we should reject it. Veganism is easy, and it is the only morally coherent thing to do if animals, if animals have moral value, veganism is the only coherent response. We ought to engage in creative, nonviolent vegan advocacy. We always ought to be clear that if animals matter morally, we have an obligation to go vegan. It's not a matter of lifestyle choice, it's a matter of moral obligation. If people hear that message and they're not ready to go vegan or they don't want to go vegan yet, they will choose whatever interim steps they're going to choose. But we should always be clear that veganism is a moral baseline. Veganism is easy. Go to our website, howdoigovegan.com. It gives you all the answers that you want. Thank you very much for listening. Well, I think... Uh... I think I might get a high grade from Professor Francion for this show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the 
finally somebody finally somebody making some sense uh you know aside from me i don't know if i make any sense so there you have it um we'll continue it's go vegan radio with bob linden uh you can support this program with a tax deductible donation we don't get the kind of money you know i mean look at what these groups are doing they're they're raking in millions and millions of dollars and and look what they're doing and here we are attempting uh, vegan advocacy the first vegan movement you know so and in fact coming this friday uh another form of my vegan advocacy if all goes well i'm sure it will um it will be the debut of radio bobby a 24 7 music radio station with all kinds of great music i mean i was my background was program director at music radio stations around the country and uh i have uh, a lot of music in my library that i think you're going to enjoy and you will not ever 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 be forced to suffer through commercials for uh, anything about uh, eating meat dairy fish and eggs or wearing animals or using animals at all so um here here comes that that vegan advocacy in the form of great music starting this friday i'm uh, i'm i'm still playing with the system trying to schedule the music and haven't quite gotten it to work yet but do I, I do have an appointment with the technical staff of the people who are uh, going to be you know people who uh, are associated with my putting radio bobby on the air it's radiobobby.com go to radiobobby.com starting at noon this friday for uh, you know a 24/7 music radio station start loving it then i think you're really going to love the music and uh, you're going to love what's on the station you're going to like what you don't hear also and that's coming as i said uh this friday we have paid our initial um music licensing fees ascap bmi uh sound exchange so the artists whom we play uh will uh, will will receive you know their they'll they'll get paid for uh you know our, our playing them so the the musicians benefit you benefit uh you won't hear commercials like you do in corporate radio this will not be corporate radio so you can say goodbye to corporate uh, animal exploitation radio and say hi to radio Bo- radio bobby uh, as of this friday at noon pacific radiobobby.com and uh shortly thereafter we'll probably have the apps for the smartphones and and all that good stuff so um that's coming uh i think it's time to take a break and uh you know blow my nose and uh have a little coughing spell and have some juice and uh, we get through this cold here. Okay, uh, support this program. You can make a tax-deductible donation at goveganradio.com. And uh, anything for a buck, you can uh, you can join as a subscriber through Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Again, it's goveganradio.com.
We continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com. On Twitter, at Go Vegan Radio. Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. And there are a couple of extraneous Bob Linden pages. I have two other, you know, two Bob Linden pages on Facebook uh, because, you know, whenever something new comes out and gets started, I make sure I, I get off on the wrong foot and, you know, do it the wrong way and didn't realize that the pages would max out at 5,000 people. So then I needed two pages. Then, then it was like, oh, get a fan page. So we have Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. I never pushed the fan page, but I guess I do now. So anyway, um, it, it keeps me doing everything in triplicate. It keeps me very efficient, very efficient. So um, as I mentioned, uh, we heard uh, we heard from Professor Francione uh, moments ago. He will be joining us in about a half hour live for commentary, as he does every week on the program. I like to look on the bright side of things. So, you know, I have this cold now, for, you know, the first cold in, I don't know, two or three years. Who can tell? Time flies. So, so that's when I wind up buying juice. You know, that's when I do a lot of juice drinking and uh i really it's too bad the juice is more expensive than solid food you know but so much of it is so delicious you know i i like the uh, lakewood lakewood organic it comes in glass bottles and the pure pineapple is amazing not from concentrate two pineapples in every bottle so uh and smart juice i like that so, the uh, the upside of coming down with a cold, I get to drink a lot of juice. It's practically like a juice fast. Maybe I'm due for a juice juice fast and a cleanse. How many years ago? You know, now that I think you, you know, like I said on Facebook when it says, "Oh, Bob, your memory is here. Look at this picture," and then showed me a flyer of an event that I organized seven years ago, Planet Fest in Orange County, a vegan event down there. Time flies. Like I, I, you know, so I did a thirty-day juice fast once. I don't know. Was it more than seven years ago? Probably is more than seven years. Maybe I'm due. Maybe maybe I'm due. I'm due for a juicer also. You know. So I love juice from a juicer. So anyway, uh, did I say it's Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden? GoVeganRadio.com on Twitter. Go Vegan Radio Facebook. Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. Um. I'd like to thank Evolution Dog and Cat Food, Vegan Dog and Cat Food, for its support of this program. Uh, Daisy certainly loves it. And uh, Eric Weissman offers uh, supplement formulations uh, where uh, he says uh, you can save a lot of money on veterinary bills and perhaps your cat or, cat or dog's life by calling Evolution Health Sciences first at 651-228-0632. Excuse me one second. Have to take a little cold break here. One second. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk about how if you go to the Animal Rights Conference, you're, you're going there to protest it, not to attend. Why would you? Why would you give these people money? Okay, one second. 
No, I didn't. I didn't take time off because I had a cold. The, the show must go on. You know, the, and there's no business like vegan show business, and the vegan show must go on because there's no vegan movement. Even though we're told <laughs> that we failed over the decades. Um, I mean, you, you see the real... I mean, I don't know uh, what kind of uh, nonsense that Meatball, Matt Ball was uh, quoting there, but uh, the numbers of vegans are increasing astronomically. The UK, everywhere. I mean, it's just, you know, come on. And that's without a vegan movement, without somebody saying like, hey, you know, you don't have to eat animals and wear animals and use animals or their excretions and secretions. And, uh, and if, 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 if we're fundamentalists, I guess it is kind of fundamental to eat just what grows from the earth, right? Fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds, beans. That doesn't sound so, that doesn't sound like Hezbollah. That doesn't sound so dangerous. But I guess it is to Matt Ball. It's dangerous to his salary because he has to come up with weird things at Farm Sanctuary. He has to come up with weird scampaigns to justify his paycheck. So. His paycheck is probably more than gets donated to Go Vegan Radio. Um, and you can donate to Go Vegan Radio. There's a donate button at goveganradio.com. So Eric Weissman of Evolution says, save a lot of money on veterinary bills and perhaps your cat or dog's life by calling Evolution Health Sciences first at 651-228-0632. Or for urgent issues, 651-492-2190. For a free consultation, most cat, dog, and human internal disorders and aging problems can be addressed with safe supplement compounds. Herbs, proteins, enzymes, vitamins, and minerals are used instead of toxic chemical drugs, uh, and he says that he has worked with thousands of cases over a 30-year period. So these are the folks uh, with uh, Evolution Dog and Cat Food. And again, I'll give you those numbers. 651-228-0632 um, for urgent issues, 651-492-2190. Our thanks to Evolution Vegan Dog and Cat Food for its support of Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden and Radio Bobby. Yes, you probably will be hearing commercials for Evolution on Radio Bobby, but you know you won't be hearing any for Iams. No commercials for anything to do with eating meat, dairy, fish, or eggs, or honey, wearing animals, using animals. Radio Bobby coming this Friday, starting this Friday at noon. Go to RadioBobby.com. And then uh, within days, we'll probably have the app ready for your smartphone. So that's coming. And uh, we look forward to that. And I also want to thank Vegetarian House Vegan Restaurant in San Jose. 100% vegan restaurant. Organic, non-GMO. One of the great vegan restaurants in the world. You know, I was uh, somewhat disappointed. You know, I, I love going to uh, 
Vegetarian House. Check out the menu also. Go to vegeta- vegetarianhouse.us. Um, I, I'm not disappointed with anything about Vegetarian House. I, I will get to that in a second. Um, Vegetarian House also, oh, it's at 520 East Santa Clara Street if you're in the Bay Area. Also, if you're in the Bay Area, Vegetarian House caters. The business is booming. I don't see, I don't see, understand why, why we're talking about a failed vegan movement when business is booming for vegan catering from Vegetarian House. I mean, businesses, social events, you name it. People are getting in touch because they want great food, healthy food, compassionate food. No, I'm not talking reducitarian here. I'm talking vegan. And uh, it's vegetarianhouse.us, one of the great vegan restaurants for all sorts of food. I mean, if you want uh, chow mein, lasagna, a burger, I mean, just check out the menu. It's uh, When I go there, I, I, I can't decide, you know. I mean, there are people who, oh, I just, I can't. Maybe Brian Cateman could, would go, could go there and he'll see he can give up, uh, you know, the people who are into eating creatures from the sea. There's something there called the Ocean Basket with tartar sauce. It's unbelievably delicious. The Jolly Burger is, I think, one of the best burgers imaginable. It's totally vegan. Why was I disappointed? I was disappointed because I went to uh, Crossroads uh, in Los Angeles, the restaurant there, um, and I had the burger. You know, I mean, a friend said you have to have the burger, so I, I got the burger there. But I, I thought, you know, like this being like one of the classy vegan places, I, I didn't realize that it's uh, the Impossible Burger, which is uh, genetically engineered. So that's not really my style tell you the truth not really into the gmo thing a lot of people who eat, who aren't even vegan aren't into the gmo thing yet they will eat animals who have been fed gmos all their lives who have been fed gmo corn and gmo soy um so that was uh, a bit disappointing but, uh, okay, I need to look on the bright side again. Do I look on the bright side with uh, delicious pineapple juice? Or do I say, yes, the Jolly Burger, <laughs> non-GMO. Nothing at uh, Vegetarian House is GMO. Um, vegetarian House in San Jose. Let me see here. Let me check, uh, check the time and see, see what's up. So... So we have uh, an irresponsible uh, animal rights movement, so-called animal rights movement, telling us, uh, well, first we can uh, change the world by ordering a smaller steak, and then by telling us, uh, order more steak, more steak, don't eat chickens, right? And it's uh, totally irresponsible. Yeah, it's totally, well... When, you, when it comes to the environment, you know, no, nothing sustainable about that. And again, it's uh, the methane. It's the methane from cows, ruminants. Um, and uh, even, even 
Oh, yeah. Also part of the bogus uh, animal rights movement, uh, the Humane Society of the United States has has pushed uh, grass-fed beef. You know, HSUS is a member of an international livestock federation, along with cattlemen's associations and dairy associations and feed associations. Why is it speaking at an animal rights conference? It makes no sense. Most of these people shouldn't be speaking there. This is a conference that could be thrown by McDonald's. There's absolutely no difference from from this conference uh, than than one that you know. And why why are these people considered animal protection people or animal activists at all, other than they just say they are, because they know you'll write them a check, right? McDonald's could just as easily say. Um, that it is an animal rights organization. It has uh, promised, let's put that in quotation marks in the air, it has promised to switch to cage-free eggs in a decade. We have to wait a decade for it to uh, do what what's totally horrific anyway. I mean, like, ah, oh, it's just... Well, we talked about cage-free eggs earlier in the program, so you can... Go back to that if you think uh, cage-free eggs are a campaign worthy of animal rights advocacy. You are highly mistaken. Um, so when it comes to the environment, I mean, the, the, the real, the basic facts are, and we get these from the world's top climate specialists, people who advised the World Bank for decades, Robert Goodland, Jeff Anhang, that animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change responsible for at least 51% of all greenhouse gas emissions. The only way to address climate change is a massive global population shift to vegan. And that population shift could actually bring us to pre-industrial carbon levels. Too bad the so-called animal rights movement doesn't consider that important enough information uh, for its animal rights conference. Now, it's uh, eat cage-free eggs and uh, don't eat chickens, eat cows and pigs and goats. And again, I don't know if anybody at DXE is listening. You know, they they like to go out there and rescue animals but not tell people to go vegan. Uh, Some animals you may want to rescue would be the cows and and pigs and goats who are at Farm Sanctuary, uh, where Matt Ball is employed telling people to eat them. From uh, Live Science, flammable ice harvesting could spell trouble for the climate. Flammable ice harvesting. This article says a highly combustible form of energy locked deep in the ocean finally can be harvested using a new technique but deploying that technique on a broad scale could spell trouble for the climate, experts say. The solid material called methane hydrate is a form of the hydrocarbon methane that is locked in cages of ice called, let's see, cages of called uh, clathrates. Let's learn a new word every day for our vocabulary. Uh, Today, the new word is clathrates. C-L-A-T-H-R-A-T-E-S. Clathrates. 
cages of ice. Um, through billions of tons of uh, this form of methane. What is that? Am I reading that right? Uh, it's okay. Oh, it says, though billions of tons of this form of methane may be locked deep beneath the ocean floor, scientists had no safe or simple way to extract the uh, material and convert it into a form that could be used. Well, aren't we fracking enough? I mean, what the F-O-K, huh? Seems like we're fracking enough, and now we have to go. Then we have to go bother the clath rates. Hmm. But in a new demonstration, Chinese scientists say they have converted methane hydrate directly into usable natural gas on a floating platform in the South China Sea. We will never learn our lessons, will we? No. What the Fukushima? Um, it talks about, uh, it says, however, even if this resource could be extracted safely, it would be bad for the climate because it would release greenhouse gases on a large scale. Several experts say, did I say that? Okay. So, uh, untapped, uh, untapped reservoir reservoirs. Can I blame the cold on my inability to talk today? Methane hydrate is some of the largest untapped reservoirs of energy on the planet, according to the 2012 Global Energy Assessment. What's more, methane hydrate reserves dot the coastlines of every continent on the planet, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. So look out. Look out coastlines in the U.S. It's not, ob- not not bad enough that uh, Obama gave uh, all that permission to uh, to drill in the Gulf and to drill on the coastlines. Here comes more. Why don't we just go vegan? Huh? Can't we all just go vegan and and eat potato chips and cookies? Oh no, we can't do that. Potato chips and cookies. That's why forks over knives could never use the vegan word. People would think that. They could eat unhealthy food like cookies and potato chips when they could be enjoying bacon. Recommended by Brian Cateman, Forks Over Knives spokesperson and speaker at the upcoming Animal Rights Conference, if you can call it that. Okay. Where are the tissues? No, it's not that I have to cry. I have a cold, so... Uh, the United States has many other more easily accessible sources of energy, including natural gas, but many countries such as Japan and India lack such resources. Oh, okay. It says, uh, quote here, if they had a domestic source of natural gas, that could be a real boon, said Carolyn Rupel, a USGS scientist who has studied the impact of methane hydrate leaks in the ocean. Not everyone has the resource uh, panorama that we have here in North America. And maybe they're lucky because we are completely fracked up here in North America. California, totally fracked up. We have a fracking governor, Jerry Brown. We had... uh, 
the uh, the mother fracker Hillary Clinton who went all around the globe uh, selling fracking uh, on behalf of fossil fuel companies to 80 countries around the world. And here in California, we see what it's doing, polluting water. Um, actually, the Central Valley is collapsing on itself now. So uh, are we a mess or what? And and we're looking for solutions. And, and where do we go? Oh, we get you know, an animal rights conference, and we get environmental groups who completely ignore the number one, the only solution for climate change. None of them, none of them talk about animal agriculture. So we have, uh, we have, uh, <laughs> we have an animal rights movement that believes, you know, you, you help animals by, uh, by killing them and eating them. And we have uh, an anti-environment, environmental movement, environment, because it won't even tell people that the only solution for climate change is going vegan. But we're not going to give up. We are the vegan movement here at Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. And we hope that you will support us with a tax-deductible donation. Also, we are looking for sponsors and sponsors uh, for Radio Bobby, our 24-7 online music station that will debut this coming Friday at noon. Finally, something positive, huh? Here, here we go with something positive. I mean, if the world has you down and everything's got you upset, here comes something positive. You can go to Radio Bobby, and I do believe it's going to make your life a happier place. It's RadioBobby.com, and uh, shortly thereafter, days, days after, we should have the app ready for your um, iPhone or Android coming so uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to spend the, the rest of the week. Uh, well, hopefully I'll be over the cold, you know, like it's been a couple of days now and I can get back on uh, getting Radio Bobby happening. As I said, I'm trying to schedule the music the way I want to do it. And right now it's scheduling the way it wants to do it. But with the support of technical help, I'm talking to them tomorrow, it should be, uh, we should uh, cover the cover the issues and get things going for you starting Friday. So, okay. So your life becomes happier, uh, starting this Friday, um, radiobobby.com. We will continue on go vegan radio with Bob Linden at goveganradio.com on Twitter at go vegan radio, Facebook, go vegan radio with Bob Linden. And radiobobby.com Coming up, commentary with Professor Gary Francione.
we continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com, on Twitter at GoVeganRadio, Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and starting this Friday at noon, RadioBobby.com, the music station where it'll be all kinds of great music and no commercials for anything about eating meat, dairy, fish, eggs, wearing animals, using animals. That in itself, even if you don't like the music, you'll probably want to just keep on listening, right? So we're joined now by Professor Gary Francione. Um, his uh, website, The Abolitionist Approach, and also on Facebook, The Abolitionist Approach, and also HowDoIGoVegan.com. And uh, Professor Francione, um, you, oh, you were in uh, Asheville this weekend for a vegan, indeed, indeed I was. A vegan I, event. I just got back this morning. Um, it was an interesting conference. Um, the uh, high point. It, of it actually had vegan in the in the name, right? I mean, I think that's why it attracted. Uh, yes, it did, and um, that's why Julie Meskel went. Uh, Go Vegan Radio board member. I guess she was so excited to see vegan in in somebody's name. She she went she went to Asheville. Yes, um, it was uh, it was an interesting um, uh, event. And um, as I said, the high point of it for me was um, doing a panel on Saturday with uh, Chris Hedges uh, and with his partner, uh, Eunice Wong. Uh, Eunice has written the book for um, What the Health. She did the books for both Cowspiracy, the, 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 the post-movie books for Cowspiracy and the follow-up film What the Health. And um, she's she's really a, um, a remarkable person in lots of ways. And Hedges, I think, is um, I regard Hedges as probably no, not probably. I regard Hedges as definitely the preeminent uh, progressive intellectual of our time. I mean, he is just a remarkable guy. So what does that make me number two then? Oh, yes, that's yes, so. Yes, yes, you are you are number two, but he he is. He is um, just a remarkable guy and a vegan, and it's just so wonderful to have somebody who is deeply concerned about human rights issues and who actually magically uh, sees the connection between the human rights issues and the non-human rights issues, and he's just uh, an interesting guy. He gave a talk that I thought was um, nothing short of perfect. And it was an interesting, interesting uh, weekend in that that sense. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I think I, I think the conference on one level was striving to be a a vegan conference, uh, but they had some folks there um, who clearly uh, uh, don't promote uh, a clear message, and indeed. Um, go out of their way to not promote a clear vegan message. And, you know, there were some, there were um, stalls, you know, uh, uh, vendor stalls or whatever, whatever you conference organizing people call uh, those, those things um, that included Whole Foods and the Humane League and, um, you know, whatnot. And, um, and that, that I thought was disappointing because, um, uh, I you know I regard. Well, I, I uh, have to say that the, the the promoter of that event wanted me to uh, to promote it in advance a little bit, but I I hesitated and I actually never got around to it for 
some of the reasons that you're mentioning right now. Well, I mean, I you know, I don't, I really don't know why at a vegan conference you would allow Whole Foods. I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. Um, I don't understand why you would have the Humane League, um, which is a you know a, an, an organization that promotes animal exploitation, promotes happy exploitation. Indeed, it's one of the leading organizations promoting happy exploitation. It's it's and, gotten three million dollars in donations to promote cage-free eggs. Well, there you go. And um, and so I, I was I was a little disappointed about that. And you know, and it, it just it presents. And I made the, I made when I spoke yesterday. I gave a talk yesterday, and I I discussed the the idea. I discussed my my um, uh, my concern about the confused message that was being promoted by having uh, some of those some of those uh, uh, people there. And, um, you know, and it, it's just, it was, it was an, it, but it was an interesting weekend. I met a lot of really wonderful people. It was my first time in Asheville, which uh, seemed to me to be a rather nice uh, uh, city. And I found a terrific restaurant on, on uh, Saturday night. Unfortunately, it was not vegan. It was vegetarian. But uh, they, had, um, they had a lot of vegan things, and I really enjoyed that. And... Um, and I met a lot of fine people, and as I said, that you know, it was, and, and spent a lot of time with Chris and Eunice, um, who are just uh, really, really terrific folks. I, I did. I don't know if you ever saw it, but I did a show with um, Chris. Chris is now on RT, but he was he was on Telesur, and and I did a uh, a show with him there. And um, uh, he's just he's a terrific guy, and he's, he really, he really actually actually months ago he said that he uh, he wanted to have me on his show, but we've haven't gotten around to that yet. So one of these days, uh, that that I'll remind him of his. Uh... <laughs> so he's, he, he's a terrific guy, and it's he he is just um, you know he, he really does see the connections, and, and 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 that's what we all need. I mean, you know, this is. I mean, for how many years, Bob, have we we've been trying to sort of promote the idea of human rights and non-human rights, and you know, to a movement that really doesn't care very much about human rights. Um, not, not very much about animal rights either, but, um, you know, and, and it was really good to hear, um, somebody, uh, like that, uh, talk about, um, the whole idea of, you know, resisting, um, uh, the, 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 the corporate state. And, uh, it was, it was, you know, in a nonviolent way, he, he was really good. I really, um, I really enjoyed his, his presentation. Indeed, I thought it was one of the, um, uh, I've heard him speak many times and I thought it was, one of the best things he's ever done. But is you know, that available was, on video for people to see? Do you know, it will, be, it, it will be. I don't know exactly when, but I know that the you know they had people there filming it, and um, you know, and I I suspect they're going to have it on at some point. You know, they'll they'll have it available at some point soon because they had. I think they were. I don't know if they were professional people, but they had a setup there, so there was it was a point of they were making a point of filming it, but. Um, mm -hmm. And so I hope, I mean, I hope, I, and I hope, I, they had somebody there filming my, my talk yesterday, and I'm hoping that that will be available um, also, because it was an interesting talk, I think, and then got some interesting reactions. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I, I, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed it overall. I enjoyed it. And one of the things I talked about yesterday was, and people were aghast at this when I made the point that Farm Sanctuary, that the Director of Public Engagement and Outreach um, actually is now promoting the idea that, you know, vegans are, uh, um, vegans are, are problematic. Hezbollah. 
Yeah, we are Hezbollah. We, we are dangerous fundamentalists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is remarkable that anybody puts Anthony Bourdain, who makes a living and probably a very good one, going around the world eating animals, and and um, Farm Sanctuary puts puts uh, Anthony Bourdain on a video talking about how vegans are like Hezbollah. And and then proceeds to say that you know, we ought to eat beef and not chicken. It is just mind-boggling. And so when I said that yesterday, I had several people just aghast. I mean, they were they, they were they were visibly distressed. And I said, but you know, I said, look, this is this is um, it's not new. I mean, you know, this is a problem that that we've been seeing for a long time. You know, a farm sanctuary was one of the groups when when. Um, when uh, John Mackey, John Mackey, I have this actually on on um, on both the abolitionist approach page and on my Facebook page. Um, there was a recording of John Mackey talking about the development of the happy exploitation standards of Whole Foods, and and he named Farm Sanctuary and Viva, the British organization. He named them as being organizations that actually helped formulate the standards of happy exploit, exploitation. So this is not new uh, for Farm Sanctuary. And and when I um, when I posted the um, the uh, con- I posted a comment uh, last week about um, this uh, this newest thing from uh, from the director of public. Uh, engagement and outreach, Matt Ball Meet, from Meat Ball. I'm mean, Matt Ball. Yes, yes, Matt Ball. And I, I, um, I posted something, and I got, you know, I got, I got a Farm Sanctuary employee coming on and reprimanding me, saying that this was disgusting and it had nothing to do with Farm Sanctuary, and they couldn't have even known that he was saying what he was saying, and. And the answer is he's been saying these sorts of things for years. They hired him. It's not that it's not that Matt Ball has somehow changed and Farm Sanctuary wasn't aware of it. Matt Ball's been saying these things for years now. Well, Matt Ball, Matt Ball is listed as one of the speakers at the upcoming so-called Animal Rights Conference, and he is listed as being with Farm Sanctuary on the schedule. Well, yeah, he. I mean, he, well, he's the. If you go to the website, he's the director of public well, engagement. <laughs> What, well, I mean, he's one of, they have a they have a page of their you know their 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 chief people and he's right there so it's not a question of whether he works for them or not he clearly does um, and I posted something about his um, his you know eat eat you know don't eat chicken eat other things position a couple of years ago I mean this is not new and um, and so they hired him despite that I mean so this is how what is remarkable is the naivete of people in the, the movement, who just say, what, what, this can't be, you can't be serious, they didn't really do that, and the answer is, come on, they've been doing that for a long time. It just seems that there's a level of, and, and, and I guess this is, this is really what these organizations all trade, trade off, is that people are confused, are easily confused, and you can tell them whatever you want to tell them, and you know, you, you can say different things to different audiences and you can speak out of all sides of your fundraising mouth and that you know, you'll end up confusing the hell out of people and that confusion will redound to your benefit because people, you know, the people who want to believe that you're you know, that you're promoting veganism and that you're promoting abolition will believe it despite whatever else you say. Because if you say, you know, it's like PETA with you know, PETA on one hand claims to reject humane exploitation, on the other hand you know, you have Ingrid praising Bell and Evans chicken and claiming that, you know, Bell and Evans shows that you can, you can really, you know, you can, you can make 
uh, good business out of good welfare, which is actually all that welfare is about is good business. But you can make good business and good welfare go together, and you know, and they've raised the standards of 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 exploiting chickens. And you know, you've got Ingrid on the Bell and Evans website. So on one hand, PETA can say we object to happy exploitation. On the other hand, when the head of PETA is praising Bell and Evans chicken. You know what are we talking about? And and so this is the I mean this is the this is really the consistent problem is that you know they speak out of all sides of their fundraising mouths. You know they want to say you know they want to be able to point to uh, the vegan things they say when they're dealing with vegans, and they want to point to the non-vegan things they say when they're dealing with non-vegans. And basically, they want to be all things to all donors and end up being not a hell of a lot for the animals. And so, you know, but but we, you know, we um, we we talked about that yesterday, and I think a lot of people really, you know, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of people just, you know, they're curious and they come because they hear that, you know, that the things I say are controversial. I think that they're not at all. I think it's just common sense. But so they come along and they, you know, and and this morning I got a number of emails and private messages on the Facebook page saying, you know, I came to your talk yesterday. I was I was really quite stunned i didn't realize it was you know it was that bad and this is the, this is part of the problem is these, these groups are very good at at you know at 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 targeting different messages to different audiences so people were really stunned uh yesterday about uh farm sanctuary I had a number of people come up to me um and and say that they were shocked and that they didn't understand that and i said well you know nothing new i mean there's nothing new about it i mean farm sanctuary was one of the groups that supported the Whole Foods Happy Exploitation Standards in 2005 that, according to John Mackey, helped them formulate those happy exploitation standards. Uh, and, um, you know, they've, they've employed a number of people over the years uh, who, take an, who take an explicitly anti-vegan position. For a while, I don't know whether she's still there, but for a while, Melanie Joy was on there. You know, they were supporting her. And Melanie Joy, you know, is one of these folks who takes, uh, you know, the position that, well, you know, it's not a moral obligation, and, you know, it's a, it's a matter of journey, and you can't really, you know, you really can't, can't talk about it as a matter of a moral imperative. And, indeed, she says that the distinction between the abolitionist position and the regulationist position is a myth, which is just silly. But, um, but, you know, she says that sort of stuff. And now they've hired Matt Ball, who was anti-vegan when he was running vegan outreach. I mean, you, got, you, gotta, you, you have to love these folks for their ability to use language in such an Orwellian way. You know, you have Alex Hershaft having a conference called, called the Animal Rights Conference when it has nothing to do with animal rights. You have Matt Ball at Vegan Outreach, vegan, <laughs> vegan not referring to very much about that organization at all, and now he's with Farm Sanctuary. So, you know, I mean, it's... it's um, it's a bit, it, look. It's a bit, I, I accept it, and you know I tell you this all the time, and 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 you know uh, it's a business for these folks. It's a business. You know they they got to keep the the money coming in so they can have the jobs hanging on the cross and being praised by everybody as being rock stars because they suffer for the animals. Yeah. And uh, you know, but that's the way it is. The way it yeah, is. I, I think there's a, a lot of interest in in Matt Ball right now because of the release of the YouTube video. And uh, it has eight, over eighteen thousand uh, thumbs downs. You know, people who don't like it. So, yeah. But but over seven hundred thousand views, which is so depressing in a way. Um, you know. Well, you know, look, Bob. Um, I, I, it's not depressing. I mean, it, there's a lot of conf- there's a lot of confusion, and and um, 
you know, there's there's enormous amounts of confusion um, out there, and and you know, again, I I I I say the the solution to the problem is to just you know educate everybody we can about you know about about uh, creative nonviolent vegan abolitionist vegan advocacy. People are really buying into it in large numbers. It, it you know, and and that's you know, what, what we're going to do. They can do what they want to do. I mean, it's really interesting how these people get, what, what, what I find fascinating is how these welfareists and these single-issue campaign people just get furious with me. It's actually sort of funny. I mean, they, 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 they get very upset with me. And um, I'm not stopping them from saying what they want to say or doing what they want to do. I mean, I, I'm not doing anything. All I'm doing is putting out my ideas. And, um, and they just... They just get upset. They get very upset about this, and yeah. um, and and the I mean and and look, um, the reason why they're getting very upset about it is they have nothing to say in response to my arguments, and they know that my arguments resonate with a lot of people. So they're very upset. If if it wasn't having an effect, they wouldn't care. And you know, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be as controversial to them as I am. Um, but you know they are they are um, uh, uh, I think agitated by the fact that a lot of people are catching on to the fact that these folks are um, basically um, selling the animals out. That's what they're doing. They're selling the animals out. They're promoting animal exploitation. They they I mean uh, it, it, they're promoting animal exploitation. These single issue campaigns are absurd. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the anti-fur campaign, all of these things are just a dead end. You know, I mean, it's actually comical that anybody is still promoting the anti-fur campaign. I mean, Bob, you and I are pretty old. I don't know about you, but that, that campaign was going in, you know, 19, my God. I remember, I remember hearing about the anti-fur campaign um, shortly after I became a vegetarian and I was not a vegan because at that point because I did not even I had not even heard of the word vegan and I thought you would die if you didn't eat some animal protein. But I remember after I started becoming aware of the issue, uh, I, I I opened the New York Times, which I read every every day, and there was a a full page ad about um, the uh, about fur, and that was nineteen. My God, that was probably 1978, 79. It was probably 79. And the anti-fur campaign has been going. And when the anti-fur campaign was going for years before that, that, and it's a relentlessly sexist campaign. And and it's sexist in the sense that any campaign which focuses on something done primarily by women in a misogynistic society is by definition <laughs> sexist. And the, and the anti-fur campaign has always been sexist. It's had very sexist imagery. It's encouraged sexist, misogynistic behavior. If you remember, what was that, uh, that fellow, I keep forgetting his name, the guy that was on last year or the year before, whatever, who went into Kim Kardashian's book signing and became very abusive and acted um, like, like, a, like a child, um, actually a, a malevolent child. Um, but um, I believe he, I believe he was on your show on a segment that I was on. I don't, I, it, it, it all blurs, but, um, yeah. but, you know, but this sort of, you know, this sort of misogynistic sexist behavior and, and it's like decades later, the fur industry is stronger than it was back then. 
there is no logically coherent distinction between fur and wool and leather and whatnot. Um, but, you know, so you, you call these folks out on it. You say, look, you know, I don't agree with this. I think there are problems with these campaigns. And, you know, look, if they don't agree with me, that's fine. They can do what they want to do. I can't. I'm not, I'm not interested in stopping them, and I'm not interested in doing it. I'm just interested in getting my ideas out there. And they go nuts. They, get, they really do. They literally go crazy, and they get very upset. And I suspect that's because they know it's having an effect, and people are saying, yeah, you know, why should we contribute to an anti-fur campaign when it's been going on for decades and it's not doing anything? And, you know, all, all it's doing is giving... Um, you know, people who uh, giving really immature um, uh, folks yet another reason, another justification for acting in a sexist and misogynistic way. That's all it's doing. It's the only thing. And, and it's pe- and it's people in uh, you know in in leather shoes and uh, wool coats uh, protesting against fur. So oh, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, and, it, and it's you know, like I, I remember saying twenty five years ago. The reason why we don't have an anti-leather campaign is because you go up, if you go up to a guy who gets off of his motorcycle and call him the names, call him, the, call him names that are analogous to what animal people call women who are wearing fur, you're going to lose your teeth. And, and, and I remember having, you know, I remember saying that at, you know, at conferences 25, 28 years ago. Um, and, you know, and, and, and here we are in 2017, and these people are still talking about about um, you know the anti fur campaign, the anti fur campaign. Well, I mean, what, what, how, how sad. Um, but look, you know, this is their business. This is you know, this is how they how they you know make it all make sense for them, and that's fine. You know, if they want to do it, I, I don't have any problem with it. I mean, I think it's dumb. I think it's counterproductive, um, and, and I think that these folks don't have any. They, they're 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 ignorant, completely ignorant of history of the history of the movement, history of the struggle. They know nothing about it. Um, and, um, and they believe that, um, you know, activism is engaging and ranting and raving while they take selfies. So, you know, what are you going to do? But, yeah. but it, it was, you know, it, it, the reaction to, peop- to things like um, Farm Sanctuary's promotion of eating beef, um, you know, it, it, it's, people are stunned by it. And I, I, I actually think, I think a lot of the people... Uh, who are interested in animal ethics um, and who have, you know, who you might want to say are, are members of the movement defined as basically people who support one of these large corporate organizations. They're stunned when they hear that sort of stuff. And some of them get angry because, you know, they don't want to hear that, the bad news, but so when you tell them, they get upset with you. But, um, but some of them are, you know, many of them are becoming aware of what these, you know, what these groups are about. So, you know, let's just turn them on. And, you know, I mean, I had a lot of people this week, uh, weekend, talk about, you know, and ask me about how they can, how they can become vegan educators. And we talked about that and, and what they can do in their community. And, um, yeah, and, I'm, I'm uh, very, I'm offended this year in particular by the animal rights conference. Although I am every year, and so I'm posting a lot, and a lot of time of, you know, from this radio show goes goes toward it. Just the, the level of of mocking of vegans is is uh, you know it, it's it's really so unacceptable for 
a so-called animal rights conference because you have, well, there you had uh, Matt Ball, who, I mean, his, the first words out of his mouth on the videos, everybody's known a rude vegan, you know, rude, mean, and then Hezbollah, and then, you know, uh, so, so you have that dangerous, fundamental, you know, dangerous fundamentalists we're hearing that, that vegans right. are the most nonviolent people in the world. And then um, you have uh, Brian Cateman, who's mocking vegans as, as hippies. So like, so which is it? Are, are we hippies or, or Hezbollah? Which, which is it? You know, so it's whatever, it's whatever these reactionary business people uh, believe will uh, succeed in denigrating the vegan message so that they can continue to sell the message of, of, of animal exploitation. And you know what? I know you get upset about the animal rights conference. My view is there are two sorts of people who go there. There are people who go there who are so confused, um, drawing pictures is not going to help them. Um, and then there are people who go there because they're concerned about the animal issue and they, they want to learn. They will go there, and a good chunk of those people will not go back again and will be horrified by what they hear. This happens, I'm sure, every year. Um, it would be interesting to know what their return rate is in terms of the identity. You know, is the, is the what we, sh- we should we should ask faunalytics, shouldn't we? What, yeah, you know? I was just gonna I was just gonna say faunalytics will do a study, an objective <laughs> study, like an objective study funded by the Humane Society of the United States and the Humane League. Um, they'll do an objective study and they'll tell us whatever. Uh, they think Alex Hershaft wants to hear, but um, but but uh, you know, but but as I say, there are. Uh, as you know, I went there and I was invited in 2013. I, I used to speak at, at that. It used to be called the Action for Life. Con- it was originally called the Action for Life conference that Hershaft used to do, and then it sort of merged with uh, the National Alliance. Con- the National Alliance was the National Alliance for Animal Legislation, I think, is what it was called. The group that Cindy Brinkman and Kathy Sanborn had um, in the, um, I guess, the early early nineties, late eighties, late eighties, I think they started. They've been around, and 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 so what happened was the the Action for Life conference and the National Alliance conference sort of morphed into each other, and now we have this Animal Rights conference. And I used to speak at the National Alliance every year, and I spoke at Hershaft's um, Action. For life conference a number of times, uh, and then I just stopped going because um, I in the nineties because it just later nineties because it was just um, hopeless, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. I went in twenty thirteen, and I met you know it was interesting because I met people there who fall into these two categories. I felt I, I I ran into people who who were so incredibly confused that um, they would. They would support anything that anybody they thought was. Um, they, they would support all sorts of stuff, and they were really confused people. Um, and and the conference that conference was made for them. And then I met a lot of people who said that you know that they were um, disturbed by a lot of what they heard. And so I said, well, you know, if you're disturbed by what you hear, then a don't come back. And and I, I mentioned this this weekend. I mean, I said, you know, somebody said to me. Should I go to the Animal Rights Conference? And I said, depends. Do you wish to contribute money to an organization that is promoting animal exploitation? And she looked horrified and said, is that what they're doing? And I said, well, I said, when you have the reducitarian people there and you have Farm Sanctuary's director of outreach who's encouraging people to eat cows and not chickens and is mocking vegans, um, how, how would you characterize that? 
Well, and, and, and that's just the start. I mean, the whole roster this year. I think this is this has got to be one of the worst years ever. I mean, it's animal exploitation after animal exploitation in terms of of speakers. You know, it's uh, uh, you have all of the groups who are supporting cage free eggs. I mean, it's just. I don't know. It, it, this year looks like one of the worst ever. And I, I you know, I, I put out a post yesterday. I don't know. Sometimes things just grab me. I, I, I just feel like I, I said to people, you know, do, do you hate animals and disrespect them so much that you would go to this? I mean, getting a reaction for putting that out there. But, you know, I'm, I'm asking the people who work for farm, who are on the board, who volunteer, who donate, like enough is enough. You know, I mean, this year is particularly egregious. Yeah, I mean, a number of people have asked me, you know, they, I, I get PMs and emails, people saying, you know, should I go to this thing? And I, I basically say the same thing to all of them. Maybe I should post something about it. I say the same thing to all of them. I say, you know, you want to give money to an organization that promotes animal exploitation? Do it. I don't care. I mean, it's up to you. If you want to do I, I that. Would go, I would go only to protest. I would, I would go, you know, I'd probably have to stand, uh, you know, when Matt Ball's giving his little talk about, you know, vegans are uh, Hezbollah. I'd probably have to stand up in the middle of the talk and, you know, I mean, the only reason to be there, I think, is is to protest and set things straight. Yeah, because... But you know what, Bob? I mean, as I say, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of faith that a good chunk of the folks who are who, who, who will go there will hear that, will hear Ball say that, and they'll react the same way you and I react. And they'll say, what the hell is this guy talking about? You know, why yeah. is he saying this? What, you know, and, what, and you... what's this about? And, and I, I think a good chunk of them will. Yeah. You know, you know, and, you know what was think- funny about that video, though, is is that I mean, he he used the section, uh, you know, the the demonstrations by uh, Direct Action Everywhere, DXE, you know, to I know, to, I know, to, to make I know, the- I know, he uses them as the as the offensive vegans, and they don't even promote veganism. <laughs> <laughs> I know this. So much of it is like it's like you watch. I don't know. There's it's it's a tragic comedy sometimes. You know. Well, I mean, and, and yeah, I mean, I I assume you explained to to the listeners before that what that that he he's got direct action for animals in there as the as an example of the offensive vegans exactly. when in fact they don't promote veganism. And I and look, I'm sure, I'm sure that that I would not, I would be surprised if. DX, if direct action everywhere, uh, didn't think that that was just grand because they're happy on, uh, they're happy to be portrayed as, as, as offensive, uh, vegans because although they don't promote veganism, they want to benefit from, you know, that confusion as well. Because that, you know, that's what they all do. That's how they, you know, that's how they keep the money coming in is they all basically sent out a message that is so confused. That you know, it appeals to you know everybody on the spectrum, um, so that they can get donations from everybody on the spectrum. And well, so, know, D- DXE's, uh, DXE's founder Wayne Shun will be speaking at the Animal Rights Conference. He, wasn't he in Asheville? So, I mean, w- it was a yeah, vegan yes, conference yes. in Asheville, right? So, yes, yes, he he, he certainly was, and um, and uh, we chatted briefly, uh, and and um, you know, I mean. Uh, we we chatted briefly, and yes, he was there, and um, and that was one of the things that confused me about the the conference because when I was initially asked to speak, I was told that they wanted it to be an abolitionist vegan conference. That that was the message that they wanted to send out, and you don't send out a message about abolition 
or veganism uh, by having DXE there because DXE rejects both abolition and veganism as a, as a moral imperative. And, and, and Wayne um, Shun wrote uh, Boycott Veganism. That's, that's not... Indeed, indeed, and I, I still remember the night that he, you had him on your, your show with me. It was actually one of the most surreal experiences I recall having. Um, People can listen to that on the archive. It's Wayne S. Uh, Wayne uh, H S I U N G. So uh, pe- people can people can enter that surreal realm uh, on, yeah, on was, the archives was, at goveganradio.com. It was Twilight Zone like in its in its strangeness, but um, but yes, Wayne was there, and um, there were some other folks there uh, who, uh, in my judgment, um, are not um, are not only not abolitionists, but are hostile to abolition and hostile to vegan veganism as a as a moral baseline but you know again i have no idea how they made the decisions they made and um i just showed up hedges was there and i wanted to do the panel with him and with eunice and um and and uh you know it was interesting because um as i said eunice had done the book uh, the post film book for what the health and have you seen that film bob I have not. I've seen the trailer for it, but uh, it's you know, it's, it's like it's, cowspiracy uh, yeah, only like, in the right. It's like cowspiracy applied to the health area, and it was really interesting because a lot of people were criticizing it afterwards, saying that. Um, uh, I, I I have to tell you, I, well, they were they were criticizing the film because they said that the the, the film f- was engaged in fat shaming because. Several of the the doctors point out that um, you know that that eating animal products. Uh, helps promote obesity, and obesity is 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 um, is dangerous. And um, I find it just remarkable that any sort of criticism whatsoever, you know, if you criticize the welfareist, you're shaming them. If you maintain that that you know that 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 just because the empirical studies say that um, that that having excess weight uh, is related to heart issues, related to cancer issues, related to diabetes issues. Um, you know, and if you make that empirical statement, you're fat shaming, and people were upset about that. I mean, it was it was. Um, uh, no, I, I didn't hear that from a lot of people, but I heard that from some people. And um, but I thought, I mean, it was a, it was a, you know, it was a, it was like conspiracy. I mean, it was very much that sort of uh, film. I made the point yesterday that um, you could make a film um, about the animal movement that is just like conspiracy and what the health. You could go around and you could talk to. Um, you could talk to the animal groups and ask them, and why is it that you're not promoting veganism as a moral imperative? Why is it that you're promoting cage-free eggs? Why is it that you're promoting, promoting crate-free pork and gassing chickens? And why is it that you're promoting... I mean, somebody would be great for, be great for this guy to sit down with Gene Bauer and ask him, now why is it that you're employing people to go out and tell, encourage people to eat cows rather than chickens? There's Gene, you know, posing with cows for their fundraising pictures. I wonder if the cow knows that, you know, Gene's director of public engagement and outreach is encouraging people to eat the cow. Yeah, um, I, I mentioned earlier, I, I, I may have to uh, conspire with Wayne Shun to, uh, to rescue some animals, uh, mainly cows and pigs and goats from Farm Sanctuary. Are, are they really safe there? I'm, I'm concerned. I, I feel I may, I may need to rescue the animals from Farm Sanctuary because uh, Farm Sanctuary is saying to eat them. Well, you know, you know, Bruce Friedrich, who's now doing this um, lab meat thing, um, 
Bruce Friedrich used to work at Farm Sanctuary as well, so maybe he and Matt can get together and they can start a happy meat business. And, um, you know, but it, it, look, it, it's sad, but it's the way it is. And it's only going to, you know, it's, it's only going to get worse. I mean, I think it's only going to get worse because I think these, these folks, um, they've got a formula that works. Uh, and we're not going to see them depart from it because it would require a moral commitment on their behalf, on their part. And that's not going to happen. And they're um, washing money. They, I mean, millions right. and millions of dollars are pouring in. So, oh yeah. Um, and you could do the same thing. You know, what's interesting is, in in the in what the health as in conspiracy, um, the uh, they they show the you know they they list the economic you know the the connections you know they they'll like they'll they'll go to the American Heart Association and say why aren't you promoting a, a plant based diet and and you know and then they'll 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 list all of the groups that support the national the American Heart Association all the animal exploitation groups like the Cattlemen's Association and all these places that support, that financially support the American Heart Association. You could do the same thing with the animal groups. It would be interesting to see. By the way, plant-based diet, uh, the the magic word there, uh, earlier in the show, you you weren't listening, of course, but um, forks over knives supporting reducitarianism. uh, Really? really? Well, you know, look, I mean, that's... that's, um, Oh, uh, uh, Brian Cateman. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. But that's Colin, Forks Over Knives is Colin Campbell, right? Well, I, I would think so. I mean, I, I, I yeah. don't know how. But, I mean, he, I mean, he came, he came on the show and said, you know, animal protein causes uh, eighty to ninety percent of fatal degenerative disease, and not much of it. And now with reducitarianism, they're supporting even if it's not much of it. So, uh, the, the, the founder and president of Forks Over Knives is uh, Brian Wendell, and I had some. Uh, ex- email exchanges with forks over knives and now as far as i'm concerned it's uh, its reputation and integrity are are in the toilet supporting uh you know and and the thing was that i was told in the past that they they you know they say plant-based they 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 didn't want to say vegan because vegan may not be healthy you know you can have potato chips and cookies as a vegan but now you can have uh bacon on a plant-based diet apparently or you know plant-based pig flesh Bacon. I'm, I, I, I've had a problem with the term plant-based all along. I'm actually somewhat surprised that Campbell is supporting that because he, he's one of these people who takes a position that I think is sort of crazy. But, you know, he, he, take, he says if he's got empirical evidence, that's fine. Um, that, you know, he takes a position that, you know, if you look at animal protein, it's going to cause you to start, you know, developing degenerative diseases. I mean, I, I, I've, I've always thought that, you know, promoting that idea um, it, you know, I, I mean, you, you can you can be a healthy person who eats some animal products. I mean, that's not the point. The point is, you know, I mean, this is not really a matter. This is, I, I mean, it's not really a matter about health. It's a matter about morality. And so, to, to say to people that they ought to eat nothing but plants because if they eat, do anything other than um, eat plants, I think first of all that's a dubious assertion. And and secondly, I think it's what it does is appeals to to people's self interest, and so they you know they they go vegan uh, because they believe that you know that this is the you know they're going to live forever, they're never going to get sick. And the reality is, you know, people do get sick. Who are I mean, it's like it's not a it's not a, an insurance. I, I have a cold right now. <laughs> I hated to admit earlier, I mean, but you know, uh, I mean, it's not it's not an insurance policy. And and so then then when people do get colds or they do get whatever they get. 
then they stop being vegans because they, you know, they, they feel that, oh, well, you know, the insurance policy has proven to be false. But I'm surprised that Campbell, because Campbell takes such an extreme position, um, a position that I don't think is particularly helpful, but he takes that position. Well, and, 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 and Esselstyn, too, I think, has been associated. And, and he, you know, he, he doesn't tolerate tre- cheating, it seems. So I'm, I'm, I'm shocked by this. So I, is, wait, uh, is Esselstyn also supporting the reducitarian thing? No, not to, not not to my knowledge. I don't know about Esselstyn or Campbell related to this. I only know Forks Over Knives, Brian Wendell, and the people I've contacted there. So um, I I'm curious. I actually do now want to uh, you know well, question. I, I'm, I'm confused. I thought I thought Campbell was involved with Forks Over Knives. Is that well, not I, I thought I thought so too. I thought so too. But the the founder and president is someone named Brian Wendell. And, now, and Campbell has. Campbell has no formal affiliation with that that well, group. I I I don't know what it is right now. I thought he did, but uh, I you know I, I I have to you know I, I don't know right now at this point. I'm I'm really shocked by the support for Reducitarian and wouldn't think Campbell or Esselstyn would go for it. Yeah, and I, so, I'd be I'd be very surprised because Campbell is. I mean, really, Campbell does take a very sort of Esselstyn. I mean, you know, but but I mean, Campbell basically says if you you know if you if you think the words animal protein, it'll be you know you don't have to even eat any if you if you think it. It's I mean, he, he takes a very extreme position in terms of small amounts of animal protein start the degenerative process. Yes. it's hard for me to believe that somebody who takes that position would promote the reducitarian position. Now, I don't know whether he does or not. Um, and I don't really know what the relationship is. I, I, assume, I had, I'd always thought that he had some involvement with forks over knives. Um, and you know, I don't know whether he does or not. Um, and, and I don't know what, it, what, you know, his position is relative to that organization and to the extent that that organization speaks or purports to speak for, for him. Um, but, um, but, you know, uh, I, I, in any event, well, I will, I will, uh, pursue that information because right, right now I, I invited the, um, executive director or the, um, the president of Forks Over Knives to come on the show. He's, he's been unresponsive and I've, I've gotten some emails back from some people at Forks Over Knives and, uh, it was, uh, was very disappointing. Um, so, but you know, uh, it would be, it would be, it'd be interesting, you know, to make a film, in which you go, I mean, you'd never get the interviews because um, the animal people are much better business people than the American Cancer Society or, you know, or the Sierra Club or whoever gave interviews to this guy who made both Cowspiracy and, and, and What the Health. But, um, uh, uh, you know, if you, went, if, you made, if you did interviews with these people and asked them, why aren't you promoting veganism as a moral imperative? And then proceeded to list the organizations that support them financially. You'd have the same exact, exact same scandal that you have with the environmental groups and the and the health groups. I mean, the the, the premise in both in both of these those films in in conspiracy and what the health is that these organizations are all financially involved with and in bed with. Um, the animal ag- with animal agriculture, so they're not recognizing it as a source of climate change or as a primary source of climate change, um, and so they're not taking a position about it. And and that the 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 supposed health organizations are not taking a position about it because they're getting a lot of financial support from these organizations. Well, the same thing is true of the animal groups; they're getting a lot of financial support from from. Groups that are pro-exploitation, 
and that are involved directly in exploitation. Well, maybe I'll buy a ski mask and see if I can do some interviews. Hello? Hi, you there? Gary? Gary? Did you, uh, did we drop the call? I think the call dropped. Or are you there? Gary? I'm hearing some... Nope. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I guess... I guess we can call it a show then. I'll go take some vitamin C and drink some orange juice. Uh, we thank for, uh, Professor Francione for being with us again this week. Um, and he'll be back next week. And you will be able to tune into Radio Bobby starting this Friday at noon. RadioBobby.com 24. Whoops. Let's see. Do I hear Gary? No. Okay. So uh, I guess I'll just. I'll just take Daisy for a walk. I guess that, that'll do it. So, uh, and Gary, I'll be back next week. Also, again, his website, you can go to howdoigovegan.com, howdoigovegan.com. And uh, for your music entertainment without interruption by uh, products or related to eating meat, dairy, fish, or eggs, Wearing animals, using animals, you'll, I think you're going to love Radio Bobby. So starting this Friday, RadioBobby.com. I want to thank you for listening. Again, you can support this program by uh, becoming uh, a subscriber on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Um, And you can donate, uh, make a tax-deductible donation by finding the donate button at GoVeganRadio.com. Thanks.